I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> This has its own magic. Welcome back to 88.3 WCG's. After further review, hopefully Brian Bucky is on the phone line. I know he had to, I guess, call back in. Brian, are you there? Brian? Brian, can you hear us? Is there anyone there? Oh, it keeps hanging up. Hopefully he'll call back. Let's see if he calls back. We'll hang up real quick and call back as we got on. Yeah, with them, see what happens. But anyway, you listen to eighty-eight point three WCTs after further review. Wonder what happened with them. I really don't know. It's <laughs> hmm. so we got Rocket Sports. Uh, we're looking at some of the max standings here. Let's see if he calls right back. If not, we might have to get him on my phone if the phone lines keep messing up because it should it should have worked. If we got the phone plugged up, and actually, I'll give him a text and see what happened if the phone line hung up on him. That'd be yeah. that'd be odd. Usually the phones don't do that. Yeah, I really don't know what's been going on, but I mean, we haven't been in studio the last few weeks, so right. Because I know you've been on the road with basketball, yeah, as well. And I know, and I know, coming up this month, there's going to be at least three Saturdays where I'm out for February. <laughs> yeah, because I've got, I've because I've got individual districts for wrestling. On the 15th. Then I've got um, LCAA TCC Middle School for wrestling that we're hosting. And then I'll be in Kalamazoo the following weekend for wrestling state finals. Wow. Yeah, that is true. February is the month for basically winter break uh, comes comes out. Uh, basically winter break. The winter sports end. Let's see now if Brian Bucky. Hold on. I pick up the phone first. You got to answer it. There you go. Brian, you there? Here you go. Hello? Brian, you there? Here we go. Don't hang up. There you go. Just click up there. So we got Brian Bucky now here on the phone lines. What's up, Brian? Brian, you there? Brian, can you hear us? Looks like we might be having some technical difficulties here. Brian, you there? Hello. Hello, Brian. Uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have Brian call my phone. Actually, here we go. Brian, call my phone. All right. So I'll just go ahead and hang this up. Hold on. I guess I don't know. Something's going on with this phone because because we 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 hear him. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Just call my phone. We'll have him call my phone. All right. So. So here we go. All right, I'll go ahead and hang this up. Now. Yeah, hang it up. Ugh. Let me see here where we go. There we go. All right, Brian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Cool. Yeah, it sound like right. there sound like there's some technical difficulties going on with the uh, okay. 
uh, 88.3 WGT's phone line. I know the board went out over the winter break, but what's going on, man? Not much, not much. Um, just getting ready to go over to the girls' game, to the women's game at 2. So. All right. Speaking of which, the girls, or the women, are... <laughs> I don't think people really thought this was going to happen, but uh, Toledo's four and three in the MAC, almost next to last to Northern Illinois, who's one and six. They're tied with Western Michigan. Uh, Toledo, it's it's been an up and down season. They've lost two in a row, and they're nine and nine. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's been up and down for sure. They've struggled a little bit on the road at times. Um, they just lost a, a game to Eastern Michigan. That was that was winnable, um, but. You know, they're a young team. They rely on a, a few freshmen um, are kind of key in their rotation. So they're kind of learning and then getting to know each each other as the season progresses. But I think from what we saw at the beginning of the year, they had a really tough non-conference schedule. And to get to where they are right now, I think it might be a little bit of a, a surprise with how they're playing. I think they're playing pretty well overall. Yeah, I, I did see the Eastern Michigan game. They hadn't won here, I believe, what, in four years since 2016 at Savage Arena, I believe. Uh, but but Eastern Michigan just played a really good hard game, and that's what it was. And now they're playing against Kent State, who's eleven and seven, four and three. Um, but but then again, though, it seems like the Rockets are really youthful and young, and then also there's some injuries that kind of get mixed into. Yeah, yeah, they they had they were out in the kind of black for a game. They had you know a few injuries here and there. Molly Morgan Elliott, the freshman, missed a few games, so. Um, yeah, they're they're uh, one thing I do like about their team is that when you look at their scoring, they don't have the one scorer that stands out, but they have a lot of depth and they have people who can beat you on you know, a given a given night it could be Tatiana Davis, it could be Mariela Santucci, it could be, you know, Nakaya Black. So they have some balance and, and um some depth that is definitely probably gonna help them, you know, near the end of the year. What are your thoughts on this Kent State game? Uh now they Kent State not a bad team, but they have Kent State coming up. They're at Miami, and then they're at Buffalo. So after this, they'll have two road games, and then the next time they'll be back at home, it's against Ball State on February twelfth. Yeah, it seems like they're pretty. I mean, just looking at records, like you mentioned, they seem to be pretty even. So um, it'll be a challenge for Toledo for sure. Um, but you know. They, they, I mean, like you said, they go on the road for two straight games, so they could definitely use this home win, you know, to get get another you know conference win before they head on the road, which is always top. I'm not sure how Miami is doing this year, but they've been good in the past. And uh, well, they're last. You know, Buffalo, <laughs> they're last in the, the the eastern eastern division at one and six, eight and eleven. It, 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 if I'm looking at these standings, and I haven't really seen a lot of Mac women's basketball or men's yeah. basketball Toledo, but it reminds me. I don't know if you were worth the blade yet. But Frank and I were doing games. I think it was the Ryan Pearson years where it, it was just a, maybe one or two good teams and then the rest were just in a clump together. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, Central Michigan's really good. And, you know, Toledo actually played a pretty good game at Central Michigan. They're just they're just kind of a cut above everyone else, I feel like, in the, in the West for sure and, and probably in the conference in general. Yeah, they're they're um, they're, they're eight no fifteen and four yeah. overall. Not actually, they've won eight in a row all in conference. So before they started winning all their games, they were seven and four. But you're right, it's like they're eight no. Then after that, everyone's crunched together. Five and three Eastern Michigan, five and three Ball State, 
they're ten and nine overall as Eastern Michigan and Ball State's thirteen and seven. Then you got Western Michigan at four and three tied with Toledo. They're eleven and seven respectfully, and then nine and nine for Toledo. And then Northern Illinois, there always has to be a bottom feeder. Yeah, yeah. And the Eastern now Ohio's good six and two, and then it's four and three, four and four, Kent State and Buffalo. So, and there's some teams at the bottom of the East that aren't as good. Obviously, Akron, Bowling Green, Miami, like you mentioned. So. You watch that Toledo Bowling Green game. I know we always somewhat talk about the team from down south. They play teams hard. It just seems like they don't close it out. I know Robin Freilich. I've seen her at plenty of coaching clinics, and she's trying to turn that program around. And the type of pace that she likes to play like she did at Ashland, and she don't have those players just yet. But Bowling Green, is the record kind of deceiving? Are they really bad, or is it just that – they're not bad, but they just can't close it out. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, I think they they definitely have had trouble closing out games, and they've been really close in pretty much all their losses. They played Toledo pretty well. I did see they they picked up their first win. I don't know. I forget who they beat, but it was another close game, and they pulled that one out. They're one and six in the conference. Yes. So I think they're, they have some decent players who can who can hurt you. It's just they were really struggling to to make winning plays down the stretch and. You know, maybe that'll come when when Felix has some more time with her players and they can kind of get used to the system and everything, and she can get you know some of her players in and and kind of get going um, and kind of put her stamp on the on the program. Yes, they beat they ended up beating uh, Western Michigan actually seventy two sixty three at at uh, at home, and then they then they lost to Ohio seventy nine sixty nine. They played Miami today at 2 o'clock. But before that, they lost five straight before beating uh, Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all those five were by, like, single digits or something crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah you're pretty pretty right. And then the Kent State right now, they've won actually on a winning streak of one game. Uh, they ended up beating uh, Buffalo 57-44. to 44. Or, excuse me, they lost, they lost to them. They actually beat Ball State 69-68 by one point. Uh, before losing the balls or the Buffalo, they had won three in a row. Ended up beating Northern Illinois, Miami, and Western Michigan. Northern Illinois, and Miami are the, the bottom feeders. Okay. Yeah, so it sounds like they're a pretty pretty solid team and, and should match up pretty well against uh, in Toledo today. Should be a good game. And and with that, with the season comes winding down, as as you know, it's February first, so happy February. Uh people thought January the month of January was very long, almost felt like a whole year, didn't to me. But I would say this, I like the fact that this winter hasn't been cold. I think the the weather people were saying last year at this time was like four degrees, so at least it's pretty bearable. But now that we're getting into the calendar has changed to February, you start looking into postseason. Uh where is it that you think Toledo could possibly end up, I don't think top four, but could they be a middle-of-the-pack team? Yeah, I think they could probably shoot for hosting a you know a first-round game, at least. Um, like you said, top, top four will be top. You know, Central Michigan, Ohio, I guess Buffalo's been struggling a little bit, but they should be right up there. So, I mean, if they don't want a hot streak, though, they could get that top, top four there when they're in decent position at four and three um so but i'd probably guess that they'd be hosting a, a first round you know max tournament game and then maybe win a game or so in cleveland but um i don't know if there's a 
a championship run in them, but um, you know, we'll see. Can I ask you this? And I, I'm I'm looking at the roster, so I'm gonna ask you, uh, who really is? Um, you have you seen that you would be like, oh wow, that that player really has um come out, and you say, yeah, she's been a real good player. But I gotta ask you this because we haven't talked to you in a long, long time. What happened to Tyra Carlston Hanberg? Yeah, I think she. Uh, I don't. I don't know if she, it was. She was upset with her role or whatever, but she just decided she just kind of quit the team. And I think she had already graduated, and then she. Um, she's from Sweden. I think she just went back to Sweden and, and um, decided to, to kind of move on. Oh, wow. So I didn't know she had already graduated. Yeah. Yeah, she graduated in December, and then I think she left, like, by the beginning of January. Okay, so they, they haven't had her, someone, in, in, in the post. Now, she really barely even played a little bit. She, she barely played, yeah. Yeah, so it's almost... Um, but I, I've been looking at this team, and it seems like to me that the the, the freshmen have been really stepping up. But I guess they call them the Fab Five. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned you asked about someone who stepped up, and mm-hmm. I, I think one of the people I would point to would be Quinesha Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in the starting lineup lately, and since she's moved into the starting lineup, they've been you know a lot better, and she's been putting up some games. She had a she had a twenty point game I think the other day, and. Uh, She's just she provides some scoring scoring punch for them, and she's a really good defender as well. So um, she's just a really good kind of two three at the two three position kind of player that can get to the basket and do some things offensively for them. Hmm. Anyone else? Uh, I'm looking at uh, Tania Beecham has kind of did not too bad. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Nakia Black, the junior. She, you know, she's she's been doing pretty well. What about also? Uh, I'm trying to think. Is it Jayla Johnson or is it? Or actually, no, Sophia Weir. How do you pronounce her last name? I think it's Wired. Wired. Yeah, she's. I've seen her play, and she's played actually in crunch time minutes. Yeah, she's been getting some good minutes, and she's uh she's solid. She's a really good ball handler. Can run the offense. Can make kind of a mid range shot if they leave her open, and, and drive the basket every once in a while, but. I think she's going to be a really good player for him eventually. And then sometimes M- Molly Morgan Elliott, she's, I see her once in a while. I know she was injured for a bit, wasn't she? Yeah, she missed a few games with an ankle injury. Okay. Well, once again, like I said, you guys can check out them playing against Kent State over at Savage Arena. We go over to the men's side, and the men, they were trying to, I believe, weren't they picked to win the West, I believe? They were picked to win the West. The last yeah. And right now they're sitting in fourth at three and five, eleven and ten overall. But like just like on the women's side, most of the teams have eight to nine losses. They're they're right around the same record in the West. Eastern Michigan's zero and seven, but they're ten and ten. They've lost seven in a row. So <laughs> at one point they were ten and three, and then they get to conference play and lose seven in a row. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't think they've, I don't know if they played anyone during the non-conference. But still, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I know. I know that Eastern Michigan's non-conference schedule was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> if you start out at ten and three and then get the conference, well, let's see who they've played. Uh, they played Siena Heights, <laughs> Goshen, Michigan, Dearborn. Uh, see, they're they're playing uh, NAIA schools. Those are at, nine division one schools. Yeah. Yeah. At North Texas, UMBC. 
North Carolina A and T. And they, but they also, but they beat Valpo and Detroit Mercy and Northeastern. Well, Detroit Mercy is one of the ten worst teams in Division One this year, and they also yeah. beat Concordia. <laughs> Again, that's not even that's at AIA, right? I, I'm just teling you who their wins they've had. <laughs> I know, and some of them are not even against Division One opponents. Yeah, so. that, that, that is pretty bad. But they are 0 and 7 in the conference. But once again, Toledo, yeah. what do you see as some of their struggles? Um, I think they well, depth for one is, is a huge thing. They just don't have much depth at all. Um, you know, Marion has been playing amazing. You know, Luke Canapi has been good. Willie's been great in his role of, you know, rebounder, kind of, um, guy who can make some plays down low, but Willie's not really an offensive threat, I would say. He can, he can make a mid-range jumper every once in a while, but he's more of a, a rebounder, defensive guy in the post, so, um, I, I think they just need they are kind of missing like one scorer that can really help them, you know, get a basket when they need it. It seems like they go through these droughts where they don't score and they get, the other team goes on, you know, a ten oh run or you know, a sixteen oh run or whatever and they just can't score the basketball and they're turning it over and they're just really susceptible to those big, you know, lengthy runs by other teams it seems like. I don't know if late in the game it got to do with the fact that they're just playing a lot of minutes and they're they're wearing down or I, I don't know what the what the case is with that. Who did they end up losing? They ended up losing a player from the man. oh Gavin Gavin Bizo, the transfer. Hmm. What was Are you it? talking about? Yeah, who, he, he just picked off the team. I don't. They didn't, they haven't said much about what what really happened with him. But I mean, he was a decent guy off the bench. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't really you know, providing that much for him. Really. Right. Got, uh, no, okay. out, yeah, so just, uh, sit, just sit so that 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 all worked out. Now the, the the Rocket Men, though, as we as we look at their actual schedule, it doesn't it doesn't really get any easier. They got the rematch against uh, Bowling Green, I believe. What is it, February eighth? Yeah, that's a Saturday. That's at BG. Up next, they yeah. have well. Now they have uh, on today at Eastern Michigan. It, it could be a win or it might be a loss, right? It should, well, it should be. It should be a win, but I mean, you and I have seen yeah. them go up to Ypsilanti many a times, and they poop a hammer. Northern Illinois <laughs> on Tuesday. That's at home. Then at BG, and then versus Miami February 11th, and at home against Buffalo on February 14th, which is in two weeks from now. Basically, yeah, and uh, that's on Valentine's Day. Hopefully, that's not a Valentine's Day massacre. That'll be at in Toledo with CBS Sports Network. A little Friday night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and then after that, they, they head on to four games in a row. They play each team in the Mac, play four Mac West teams on the road, and in four straight games. So that'll be. Oh, actually, it looks like it's broken up by one. Yeah, yeah two, two, state, yeah, three, yeah. three out of four are on the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one of the home games is on a leap year day, February 29th. Oh, there you go. So Valentine's Day and the, and the leap year day. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on where you think possibly, obviously they wanted to be the top of the MAC. Can they still be a top four seed? Can they still kind of run the table? Or are they going to be one of the middle of the pack teams just like the women's team? Uh, I, I wouldn't predict the top four seed for them. I think there's 
some teams that are kind of separated with Bowling Green. I think Kent State and Akron are very good. I guess that fourth team is kind of up in the air, but, you know, Buffalo is solid. Central Michigan's four and two. I mean, it just depends if they can if they can kind of find some things down the stretch and, and get some things figured out. But you know, there's still time, and there's not really like I know Bowling Green's eight and one, but it's not a year where I think you know old Bowling Green's a dominant team. They're winning they're winning a lot of close games. They're finding ways to win, but. That's all that matters, though. It's just why, you know, they beat Buffalo at Buffalo by a point. I mean, a win is a win. And if you right. can find a way no, to grind great, grind it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, maybe, I mean, maybe they are the, the great team in the conference. But other than that, it's kind of kind of even, you know, Toledo loses a bunch of games, then they go on the road and they win at Akron. So, it's like <laughs> you never really know what to what you're going to get with, with some of these games. Yeah, so it will, it'll be interesting to see. But once again, check out the Rocket women here at Savage Arena versus Kent State. And then the Rocket men are up at Eastern Michigan. Uh, last thing, Toledo football. A lot of things have been going on. Some hiring, some firings. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that? Yeah, so they uh, they got rid of Brian George, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach Mike Ward. Um, Brian Wright, offensive coordinator, went took the head job at Pittsburgh State mm-hmm. um, Division Two. So, so they had three openings, and they uh, they hired um, Mount Union coach Vince Cares as um, the defensive coordinator. They got um, Craig Kuligowski is now the um, you know I think it's co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach or something like that. And then uh, they got a high school coach. Robert Weiner from uh, Plant High School in Tampa, Florida, and he's their new uh, the new quarterbacks coach. So, what's his last name? Co-op. You said it's Weiner. Weiner. Oh, I think it's I think it's pronounced Weiner. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, the jokes on itself. But you, Brian, you mentioned Plant High School. Is I keep thinking that's the same high school where uh, former Toledo quarterback Philip Ely went. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he coached Philip Ely at Plant High School. Um, he coached some other good quarterbacks, Aaron Murray, I think the former Georgia quarterback. Okay. Um, I think a couple others. And, and there's one, he coached a guy who's a 2020 recruit at Georgia Tech, I think, as well. So um, He's had a lot of success, you know, there at Plant High School. He's done a good job developing quarterbacks, so I'll bring that to Toledo for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what Karras does, a Mount Union guy, obviously Coach Candles, a Mount Union guy. Well, now my question is this. We've got all the changes here. What's the pressure on Candle now? Uh, some people in their eyes, one, you lost to a very bad Bowling Green team this season, which was uh, not good. Inexcusable. Yeah, it was inexcusable. Some people feel that he's had two disappointing seasons the last two seasons after winning the MAC championship. Where is your barometer on him? I think he, he's kind of feeling the pressure. I think that's why he made those moves that he did, you know, this this off season. I think he's definitely, you know, felt the pressure. You know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, fan backlash, I guess you would say, at the end of, you know, the season. They just weren't playing well. It didn't seem like the effort was there, really. And they, you know, by the end of the year, they were just getting blown out by, you know, Central and some of the other teams they were playing. So I think that I, I would say that the heat is definitely on. I don't know. You know how hot the seed is, or um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe a season with less expectation will go a long way, and, and you know, kind of um, getting better results. They've had, I mean, they've been picked at the top of the conference the last, you know, 
three or four years that I can remember. So um, I don't know that I don't know if that'll be the case, you know, this year as well. But um, yeah, I think that he's definitely feeling some pressure for sure. The the known of the unknown. Anything coming up for you, uh, Brian? As you gave us some great time here. Uh, any articles you're coming up with Sunday? I know you you still cover high school basketball a little bit, don't you? I do every once in a while. I went to Rockford last night. They opened up the new gym there for the guys. Mm-hmm. The girls won the girls uh, won Thursday. Thursday yeah. mm-hmm. How was it? How yeah. was the experience there? Was it really? It looks like a state of the new state of the art gym where it looks like it probably can host some sectional or district games for smaller uh, divisions. But it looks like a nice gym. Yeah, it's very nice. Got um, a little you know track area up top where you can kind of walk around and look down, and then you know it's, it's got some some space for some for some fans. There's a good crowd there. Um, last night, and it was it was a cool atmosphere, kind of opening up the the gym. And, and for a high school gym, I think it's really like you said. I think it's yeah, state of the art for sure. Right now, you you do boys and girls. I just covered the boys game last night. Well, because I'm about to say, I mean, all season I've been trying to wait for a Bucky appearance or appearance over at Saint Ursula. I mean, I, you know, I thought you know. It, me and him is cool and everything. I thought maybe you come over and you know watch us, you know, put a little uh, uh, piece about us in the blade. But you know, hey, you know, I know how it is. You're the busiest man probably at the blade right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Maybe I'll uh, pull some strings and get over to center slot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just check us out a little bit because I always, I always, since I'm the the varsity assistant, I always have to call the uh, sports number to turn in the score. <laughs> Okay. So uh, a very interesting thing, and you know, changing up the numbers and everything like that. But once again, Brian, man, thanks for always calling in, giving us some great information about two little Rockets men and women's basketball and football. Any plans for Super Bowl? Uh, not really. Yeah, I, don't know. I might go uh, do a watch with my parents or something like that. But other than that, nothing, nothing big. Does it? Does it not? Does it seem like it's not really hyped this year? I mean, understandably. The tragedy that happened on Sunday really took a back burner. But it almost seems like last season was more hype than this year. I don't know if it was because of the evil Patriots and the evil Empire or it's just two new teams. But it just doesn't seem like people are getting hyped for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just for me, I feel like this should be a really hyped up game. It seems like it's going to be a really good game to me. But like you said, the the Kobe and and the nine. Um, nine people who died in the, in the helicopter thing that kind of, you know, put that on the back burner, like you said. So, but I think it'll be a great, I mean, a great game. Uh, you know, it's always fun watching Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. And San Francisco's defense is pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, they really punched Green Bay Packers in the mouth. Well, man, have a good weekend, man. All right. Thanks. Yeah, that was Brian Bucky there on the phone line with you, always giving us dropping that knowledge about Toledo Rockets, men and women's basketball, football, and sometimes baseball. Actually, the uh, baseball, they just renovated their uh, locker room and stuff. I think uh, they raised some money. I think either he, the new coach brought in his own funds or they raised a little bit of money on their own and got some new stuff over there. Yeah, I actually had to deliver a rental car to, um, I believe, one of the coaches uh, a week or so ago. Oh, plus, there's a couple guys on the team that are good friends of mine. I've mentioned Tommy Eitner on the show a mm-hmm. number of times, but also Wyatt O'Brien, a graduate of Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central, also played for Blissfield Post 325. He Blissful bad boy. He actually, well, he started out going to NIU, but then he transferred back here to be closer to home. Nice. So we got two of those guys on there, so hopefully they can uh, be getting some good at-bats. So we've talked a little bit about the Rockets. Make sure you always check us out on our SoundCloud or 
iTunes page, WXGT's After Further Review, with a picture of Frank Mashner and the horse's head. What's coming up next? We've got David the Man of God Harris on the phone lines. David, are you there? Is he still on there? Did you put him in? It's in the air. David, you there? David? He should be. Yeah, I hear him in the background. I don't think David can hear it. Maybe he might have to call my phone. I don't think that something happened. There's a, a, yeah, a we, screwed up situation. I mean, I can because I I can hear him fine through. Yeah, through the, the headphones, we can. Through the headphones. Actually, talk on the phone. See if you can hear. Hang on, I I can hear us in the background. David, you there? David. Yeah. So it sounds like to me. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah, here. we got our. Up. Yeah, David, you there? Yeah, it looks like uh, some stuff is going to be this kind of screwed up here. We got the program and audition. Uh, I, we'll figure it out anyway. We're going to take a quick commercial break when we figure everything out here on eighty-eight point three WTS. Let's see here. We'll do this. All right, David, you there? Mm, still nothing. David, you there? David, <sighs> nothing. All right, oh, well, yeah, the, some stuff went down uh, earlier, so we can't listen to him. So anyway, we'll take we'll tell David to call in, and you're listening to eighty eight point three WGTs. After further review, when we return, we got David the Man, got Harris on the phone lines, and I don't know what we're we gonna talk about. Super Bowl? Yeah, previous Super Bowl. Or you want to do your? Um, um, you know, we let's preview problem. the Super Bowl first. Okay, cool, cool. So we'll do the Super Bowl coming up next here on eighty eight point three WGT. Thank you. 